Hello, everybody. Joe Sib here with you with my co-host. Anaya Bogue. Rad Parenting officially starting. Before we start the show, got to thank our winner of Anaya's book. Uh, I always talk about this book. Nine Ways We Are Screwing Up Our Girls and How We Can Stop. That's the longest title ever. <laughs> I love this book, and I know I always talk about it on the show, and I don't talk about it on the show just because Anea wrote it, and um, it's pretty amazing knowing Anea and an author, but this book is great, and one of our listeners uh, wrote a great review on the show. Thank, thank you, thank you, so, you much. so much. Her name is Tamber, and we are sending you a copy of the book. You can actually, I, it's in my hand right now. I keep and- telling him to stop bending back the cover, Tamber, so... Tamber, just so you know, too, Anea <laughs> fully wrote like an autograph to you, and it was it's pretty cool, saying... Um, yeah, I don't want to read what it says because yeah, it's personal. It'll be and a surprise. It, it, yeah, it won't be the surprise when you get it, but we're sending it to your house, so that's going on. Uh, gotta thank uh, all of you guys uh, for uh, the Ben Lee uh, sharing that with yeah. a lot of people. I'm just kind of recapping the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Just so a lot of you guys know this, sometimes as much as you guys binge listen to our show, Anea, because of her schedule and my schedule, we binge tape the show. Um, I do know that we're coming off of um, Dr. Suzanne coming in, fourth trimester, something I knew nothing about. Yeah, that's Made a good so one. much sense. I know. It's it's good. It's something, I think it's a game changer, honestly. It was for me, and I think for parents who are like about to have a baby, or definitely if you just had a baby, like this is it. Yeah. So, so the fourth in. trimester was great. And you have another doctor coming in in a couple weeks, I think. What was Dr. Her Patricia. What's her whole scene? Ooh, she has a PhD in human sexuality. Um, definitely is uh, super focused on like empowering women in terms of their whole sexual experience, but also it goes like runs the gamut, you know, in terms of men, but also in terms of how we can educate our children uh, to be healthy, whole human sexual beings, um, which is a big part of being human. So I'm excited that she's coming in. I'm going to throw this out there too. Uh, since we have her coming in uh, to talk about human sexuality, our children and our own sexuality. Hey, if you have any topics you Ooh, want us to yeah. hit her up with yeah questions questions yeah Yeah. do it real soon uh hit us at uh radparenting at gmail.com once again radparenting at gmail.com also want to let you guys know too gotten a few emails about doing a show dedicated to consent teaching our children early consent what that means consent how to yes act in a way that is consensual and it really starts a lot of people think that that's only um language that's used once our children are like teenagers and 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 adults and and engaging in a sort of sexual uh relationship but it's way it begins way before that it needs to begin way before that so that by the time they're engaging in in certainly in sexual relationships but even beyond that that they have a strong base I'm excited for that topic because yeah, it's, be it's 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 been a topic that you just described perfectly. Only taught maybe for teenagers, but mm-hmm. it's something that you can be learning through your entire life. And like you said, not just consent for having sex. Let's just get down to the you know when you hear that word consent, it's like whoa for sex. No consent for being in people's space. Consent right. for uh, having relationships with people, even in your friends. You know, yeah. just the whole thing. So I'm excited for that. Those are some of the topics that we'll be talking about in the next couple of weeks. Uh, what other business do I have for you guys? Keep the reviews coming. Love that. I know I hit you up about it all the time, but you know what? Uh, we keep charting on the kids and family uh, podcast section of iTunes, which trips me out because I know that uh, a lot of my close friends that know me through my entire life still can't believe I have anything to do with the parenting podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> Seriously, I get that feeling when I see them because like I had a, I have uh, you know have a dinner with someone or you know you're hanging out and they're like, do you do a parenting podcast? And I go, yeah. And they're like, why? You know, like what are you helping? Any? And no, no. But but the thing that I love about doing this is like I always say, Anais here for the uh, expert advice in there and bringing in so many great great people. I've met so many great people now from you. Uh, what do I have for you today? I'm going to throw something out there. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I don't want to say just spitballing, but I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm throwing a curveball. Okay. Uh, school has started. Yes. Uh, it's definitely a change of pace. We talked about that last week with our summer yummy uh, episode, which was fun. I never used the word yummy so much in my life. I, I love that as a, as a male, I've grown You've to use embraced that, word. that word. I've embraced it's it. I love it. I love the yummy, my inner yummy. I love it. With all that said, um, I'm going to, Let's describe our households right now, because right now this it's gone back uh, to school. I've got uh, a son in sixth grade, and I've got a daughter, uh, sophomore year of high school. Two different schools. We've got the progressive for my son, and we've got the full on Catholic, prep. Catholic, all girls, Stanford or bust, you know, vibe. Hardcore. And it's so it's so different. Today's show for me, we've gotten this thrown in the topics before about school, about what plan for the parents that are just having kids or just had kids, they're already scared. Where's my preschool going to yes, be? Yes, it's crazy. For the parents that have uh, toddlers and going into that kindergarten, same thing. And then obviously for our parents out there that, have, that begin the journey of high school. Mm-hmm. So there's all of these different, how do I want it to be for my son or daughter? How was it for me? Once again, we go to our own parenting toolbox and you have your whole mm-hmm. relationship with education. So today's show is really all about, I wanted to throw it out on the table, this whole balancing act that we have in our household, and I know you and I have talked about it, between academics, homework, reading, growing academically as an individual mm-hmm. so that you're prepared for the world that we all are living in, but also having still a family and still having time. And mm-hmm. how do you balance even getting sleep in there? And how do you balance a family learning together, but at the same time, not, I feel like, I see it all the time around me, placing this huge ball of stress on your kids with make sure you do this and your grades got to be that. And if you want this to happen, then you've got to do that and mm-hmm. make sure that you sign up for that club and make sure you do that sport. And if you don't do that, they won't let you into this school and your grade point average 4.0, 4.4. I think you told me yes. your daughter had a 4.4. My, yeah. My oldest daughter graduated from a college prep school with a 4.4 GPA. Can I and ask one question? How, yeah. is, how do you even do that? You take AP classes so that you're doing basically college level classes while you're still in high school and those are worth more so you actually go beyond a 4.0 and uh yeah let's you know come back around to that because i can give you the update on where she's at right all right now. so yeah and for a guy that like i think i got a 3.0 once and like my dad was like we're gonna what do you want you, do you want this house bro it's yours like it is so great uh so w- with all that said today's show is really gonna be all about the balance and the you balance said it before think- on a show i'm gonna use your term sweet spot yep um let's just start with kind of your background with the academics because i i know you 
you said something to me once that it was tough for you to kind of change your own position as a parent mm-hmm. with your with raising your kids academically because they were you know your oldest was like I don't know about college and you were like you don't know about college and it's so yeah. funny I'm from that school of just grind it out grind it out and then you go to college so let's start right there sure your adjustment raising your daughter boom yeah so and i think i, fr- I first want to say because this will really set the tone is i believe that as parents that making decisions around our children's education is one of the most you know weighted decisions that we 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 talk through with our partner we talk through with other parents we want to get it right i mean you know i I assume it's this way in other parts of the country but certainly here in california it's like the the kids just out of the womb and you already hear parents like gotta get her on that list for for the right preschool because the preschool determines the next school and the next school the middle school and the middle school the high school and the high school and i'm just like oh my gosh so um with my so first of all my own background so i was a teacher for 10 years um, I have a deep love and value for education and the role of education in our overall growth as as human beings. I also, though, have to say that I was a person that thrived in an academic environment. It worked with my my makeup, my wiring was such that I thrived in that environment. Throwing it out right now, no yep. thriving going on. No in thriving. This I guess I was in a I was in an undertow of in academics. <laughs> I mean, I was oh my gosh, I want. Wanted to thrive, but there was there was just no thriving going on, and it. I just felt an abundance of stress on me all yes. the time. Just like I am behind, and everyone else is crushing it. Yes. So yes. Continue. Okay. So, and I think that's you know important in in making that statement of this is one of the biggest decisions or several decisions as part of the sort of academic educational piece of our children's you know learning and development. Uh, is really looking at who that child is as an individual. And that was something that I hit me square in the face because my oldest daughter, although she, you know, did really well academically, you know, the graduating with the 4.4 out of a college prep school, blah, 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 went off to her first year of college. And there were a few factors. I mean, she went up to Canada. She was far away from home. I think she was cool with that. What she was not cool with were two big things. One, she left sunny SoCal, um, thinking that she liked the rain because she barely ever saw it here to going to uh, UBC, University of British Columbia, one of the best schools in the world. But rains like many, many, many months a year. And she was just like, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? So that was one. We thought I was, you know, she's going to get past that. But the bigger thing, and I, I think I've reframed this in my mind because at first I thought, where did I go wrong? And I've I've reframed it, and I don't I don't think just to make myself feel better that I actually did. We did a decent job in encouraging her to be a critical thinker and question her environment and and know herself and and you know all of those things because one of the big complaints that I had to go, wow, this is not the way I ever saw it was she said, I don't think this has anything to do with really wanting me to get an education, mom. Me going into classes with 200 other people or 100 other people or 50 other people and memorizing information and regurgitating it on tests and papers, what does that have to do with me really learning anything? I got to stop you right there because the only thing I can think of right there is you were at a intersection in, in the, your relationship with her and an intersection as a parent mm-hmm. that you were on the other side of it. I, I, and that's the best thing about having you on the shows because I, I love that you already have a 21-year-old. Don't make her any older than yeah. she is. <laughs> I love that you have a forty-year-old. Um, and it's 
No, but what I'm saying is, and for our listeners, I'm sure they're that they're, they're like, wow, okay, so these are some of the things I could expect. But as a parent, you were you got your daughter was up at this amazing university. Mm-hmm. You were there. Mm-hmm. She graduated, and then she says this to you. Yeah. Do you remember what you felt like right at that moment? Yeah, I mean, my first thought was, uh, you know, just a big oh. Oh my God, it was way worse than that. I'm using good language because we're on the podcast, but it was definitely, you know, that my, my inclination as a parent is first to be like, okay, so what is, what has my role been in this? Did I, did I screw up somewhere? How could I have done better? But I've gotten better over the years. And this is what I always come back to. And it's like the last chapter of my book is dedicated to this, how important it is for us as parents to really look at our children and get to know who they are. And when we have multiple children, it's really interesting because like you said, the reason, Joe, that you've got one child at a college prep school and another child at this progressive school is because they're radically different people. Totally. They've grown the same gen- genetic makeup, same household, and yet they're very different people. Their needs are different. Their learning styles are different. What makes them thrive is I, very different. I also want to keep going. I, I Remind me, though, to come back and tell you how that all came about. Sure. Okay. Sure. Because I think it's I think it'll be interesting to, to, to the listeners of like how much we listened to the kids. Yeah. Almost and, to a fault, everybody. Right. <laughs> Just so you and know. That's the, and that's where we get to the sweet spot, right? Is that finding that place where, you know, like any decision that we're making as parents with our children, we have to sort of walk that line of, okay, so I'm still steering the ship because that's my responsibility as the, the adult in this equation, but I'm allowing room with safe guidelines for this totally separate human being to discover and explore who he or she is in the world and what is actually going to speak to their hearts, to their minds, so on and so forth. Um, and I think one of the things to your point at the beginning that that is we're, we're really screwing up on is that we have our children so inundated with between the, the school day which usually has a big chunk of homework attached, plus all the extracurriculars. It's like, where is the room left for them to figure out who they are? Where's the room left? And this is why I love that, at least here here in California, one of the big things that's been popping up is charter schools that are really dedicated to the social and emotional development of the children, as well as their academic development. And to me, that's the perfect balance when we can get it right. And it's not always easy. I mean, the minute you have a whole bunch of you know unique human beings in one space, you're not going to get it right 100% of the time. I think you're seeing a lot of charters pop up all over the place, all over the United States. And, and, and our listeners, you know, could tell us, you know, out there where they all are, Mm -hmm. because I feel that a lot, this question that you are bringing up and that you and I are talking about right now is definitely on a lot of parents' minds Mm -hmm. and they're, they're, they're putting the initiatives together to get the charters going. I think that's the reason why we're seeing so much, so many more uh, of these schools popping up. The thing that, that I have to throw out there on, uh, on the table is I came from a whole background, academics. And I, I just thought, right, you're, like your dad is a like. What, what oh, is my dad, my dad, yeah. Position? No, Chancellor my my dad, or? my dad, my dad's whole background academics. Uh, call, started out as a college professor, uh, ling- PhD in linguistics. Super, super smart man. And has and, a son who says "dude" more than any other I guy know. I know. And it's and I, it, it's the irony, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I love my dad so much. And what's great is he's going to be on the show at some point because you and I were talking about how it would be great to have yes. mom because he's so different than me. Uh, but I learned so much from him and, and it also goes to show you that you can have a kid that is totally the opposite of you and him and I are super, super tight. 
Uh, with all that said, even though school wasn't my thing, I came from a background of like, no, you go to the public school. Mm-hmm. No, you do a ton of homework. I was pulling all nighters when I was in sixth grade with my bros. You know, uh, I remember and studying guys, not like partying. I know right now. <laughs> sixth grade. Yeah, no, 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 but in sixth grade. Um, and I remember at a certain point I went to a private Catholic school and I was doing the studying all night. And I was, and then when I got into high school, uh, public high school, I was pulling all nighters then, you know, you had to do the U S government midterm. And then when I got into junior college, the same thing. And it, for me, it was just always, always an, an, an insane struggle. And I only realized at the end that the way that I learned is very different and very similar to my son. Yep. So with that said, I wasn't in a situation growing up where that was applied to learning. Now what is so great is people are, there's, there's opportunities and different avenues for students to go down. Now let's take my son. He learns differently. He's at a very progressive school and it's, and it's worked out great because they're very in touch with what he's doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And the way he's learned. Now Mm -hmm. the only way we figured that out was, I'll be honest, I had to put aside my own, this is the way it's going to be. You're going to this school. I don't know why I'm talking in this voice, but you know, that's my, uh, (laughs) that's my dumb dad voice, I guess. Uh, You're going to do this and that's the way it is. Like I have that little guy. That persona, that little guy's in there That guy's in the toolbox. And then (laughs) um, I had to learn early on that, wait a minute, I have to be way more in touch with what works for him, with what works for my daughter. Now, we just assumed with my daughter that she was going to be the progressive student. She went to the same school that my son's at now. Mm -hmm. And while she was there, she, I remember it was like fourth or fifth grade. And she said, dad, you know, I want to go to a Catholic all girls school. She knew the school that she wanted to go in Uh Los Angeles. She, and this is what I love about her. She even had the uniform like, dad, I want to wear this uniform. And I said, honey, that school has tests and grades, you know? And she mm-hmm. goes, yeah, I know. And I go, honey, there's there's a lot of kids that are, you're going to be taking tests. And she goes, I like knowing what kind of grades. I go, there's competition. She goes, I like competition. Yep. She thrives on that. And I go, wow. And on her own, she decided to go to this school. And then all of a sudden we found ourselves in... We had we were at both spectrums. We had yep. one here, one there. And, and as parents... And, and I'm only speaking to the parents that could only imagine what how hard it was for my wife and I to be with my daughter. Uh, you know, you're dropping your son off at one school mm-hmm. where everyone's like, no grades, high fives, homework. Yeah, if you want to, and, you know, yep. and that works for him to a school where it was like, it was like, you know, softball practice into swim practice into homework. And I'm like, when does your kids sleep? And, yeah. were, and I remember meeting some parents that were like, you know, they'll sleep later on. They'll sleep, you know, they can sleep when they get out of college. And I was like, for me, it was like, why would you, you know, how can you put your kid through that? But then I respect those parents because, you know, they're like, that's what we feel we need for our children. So after that big, long rant right there, my question to you, Anaya, is, how do we find the balance? You know, it's competitive in the world. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to go to college, but I also understand if they want to take a year off. And I know some parents right. are like, what are you talking about? Okay, so... So how do... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, feel I do like, know what you're saying. Yeah. And I think it's really important. I think with all things, we, we need to find... All things in life, we, we need to find balance. And, and I think the ideal... And we're moving toward this. So here's the thing. First of all, the public school system was created during the Industrial Revolution the primary objective was to create an obedient workforce, period, the end. 
That is not where we are. We are not at the heart of the Industrial Revolution right now. And I think that we've moved far enough. And, you know, these things pop up based on need, you know, human or just our overall human evolution. But we're starting to recognize that the development of a whole healthy human being who can truly thrive and, and meet their full potential is about more than just, oh, this kid is like super academic, smart and performing, you know, well. And but then there's all of this other stuff that he or she can't do because there's so much focus and so much pressure on just doing well in that in that area. And then there's a whole bunch of kids that are like, that's not me. So I guess there's something wrong with me. I guess I'm a loser, I guess. And that's just not true. Because even when you look at, you know, it's great you and your dad thinking about the two of you, both of you are highly successful in life in two very different ways. And had your dad insisted or had you sort of like just been like, I guess I just have to do it that way and found out you couldn't, and then we're like, oh, I'm a failure. You didn't, you, that's not how it played out for you. Thank goodness. Because mm-hmm. look at what you bring to the world now. Look at what a whole, you know, human being you are. And look at now at what a great role, role model you are for yeah. your son. And I just want to say, look how great. Look how great I am. <laughs> Now you're giving no, me so true. no, you're giving me so many I, props right there. I was I, like, no, wow. but I, no, I, I get what really you're mean that, and I think that we have to. Human beings are complex creatures, and so therefore, there is no simple solution, one size fits all way of doing academics, way of doing extracurriculars, way of child rearing. Okay, what you just said right there. There isn't one size that fits all, but I know right now some of the parents that are listening. That is so. That is a hard concept to grasp Mm -hmm. because your child comes out and you're they're at home for a little while and then you're like yeah you go to school Mm -hmm. and it and and school's not fun Mm -hmm. like you know i've heard my kids say this isn't fun and i are it's not supposed to be fun or they're doing homework it's not you know i can't believe i have homework yeah you should you know yeah and there's this pile of just like I said, a ball of stress being put on their shoulders. So I right. know for the parent listening right now, I was like, well, how do I, how do I navigate that? Isn't it not supposed to be? Well, I, you know, I, I think people are going to have different ideas about that. And I think that certainly we need to, the, the reality of life is there's going to be struggle. We're going to face adversity and it's important that we do. It's, I, I am by no means saying that like, if your kid is struggling, make that go away because there are a whole bunch of internal muscles, as I call them, you know, psychological, emotional, that, that, develop that that you know sort of pop up and start to grow because we face adversity i totally agree with you on that i think what i what i needed to formula what i needed to mold that question more into is that ability as parents as we're raising our children whether they're going to a public school whether Mm -hmm. they're going to a private school because that right there there's there's plenty of opportunities in both but i think that internal question in your mind of how your child learns that's right and maybe that's that's what i meant is just being able to get over that hurdle of i'm gonna have to spend some time on figuring that out right right exactly that's that's i'm gonna have to get to know my child i'm gonna have to get to know what what makes him or her tick what what does he or she respond best to and that doesn't mean respond best to means it has to be the ideal situation where there's not a thing that he or she doesn't like blah 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 um, but I think for us to just be like, well, let's just keep doing it the way we're doing it or force our kid to be in a situation where they just cannot thrive is setting them up for failure, which can affect their self-esteem, their sense of like, 
I guess I don't have choice. I guess I don't have any ability. If I can't do this, this means I'm I'm not good. We have to, I think, and I've said this over and over again over the course of our podcast, our job is to l- learn who our child is, give them space to explore who they are, do that exploration with them and give them space to grow with safe guidelines. So it doesn't mean just going, oh, okay, if you don't want to do homework, you don't have to do homework. It might mean looking at, you know, looking at what is this homework just because, or is this homework because you weren't paying attention and now you have to get it done? Is this something I need to talk to the teacher about? Like, and there was a really great meme. I want to share this before we we run out of time because this was floating around Facebook the other day, and I thought, oh my god, this is so common sense. I can't believe. I think that you we're sent not doing this, this to me. Is it the teacher one? The teacher one. Okay. Okay. So this is um, what's her name? Brandy Young. Uh, godly elementary school teacher. Okay. Research has been unable to prove that homework improves student performance. Rather, I ask that you spend your evenings doing things that are proven to correlate with student success. Eat dinner as a family, read together, play outside, and get your child to bed early. I love that. Boom. Like, I just think if that, you know, at the very least, regardless of what kind of school your child is going to, we should be able to say to our children about almost anything we ask them to do, here's why. And it could be as simple as, we need you to be a team player. This is part of you contributing to the family if it's a chore that they're like, why do I have to do that? Or homework. Well, you know what? The school day is only six hours and there are other things that you're going to get the opportunity to learn or practice if you spend 30 minutes a day doing a homework. Doing homework. That being said, if your kid's coming home and having to spend another two hours doing homework, can you imagine us as adults? And some of us, this is the reality of our work, especially if you have your own business like me. But most of us, if we had to work an eight-hour day and come home and instead of sitting with our family and reconnecting, having a good night's sleep, decompressing with a book or a television show or whatever, we had to do another two hours of work, we would short-circuit. We would be incredibly unhappy people. And so I think we have to look at our as, at our children as human beings that we want to thrive in a variety of ways, and it's our job as parents to create that space for them. Um, and, and, and find out what their unique learning styles are. And I'm just going to add this because I'm, I'm just, this is the way I feel about life. At the end of the day, when you're six feet under, are your kids going to remember uh, the meals and, and the mm-hmm. time that you played in the front yard or the time that you went for the walk to the park or, or all, you know, the family moments there? Or, or, and they're going to remember that. They're mm-hmm. going to be like, I remember that. Or are they going to go, no, I remember grinding it out in my right. bedroom alone for to three hours. To get that hours. A plus on that math test. Yeah. And now, yeah. Once again, just throwing it out there as as the idea of I know a lot of parents, this is this is definitely a question that everyone is talking about consistently. I, I said to my wife the other day, and we're not as far down the road as you are with one of your kids, mm-hmm. but we have a sophomore, and I said, wow, it's going to be so weird when we don't talk about school and education and, and what our thoughts are and are we doing it right? Because I'm telling you right now, if you're a parent listening and you go, oh my gosh, I just don't know if I'm doing it right, I'm telling you right now, I ha- like I said, I got, a, I got a sixth grader and I've got a 12th grader. And every day I ask myself, gosh, I hope I'm doing this right. Like I just, I can't be so set in one way that I just take my uh, eyes off the ball, so to say, for education for my kids. I'm always like, what could be better? Is this tutor working? How does he learn? She she says she loves that school. Does she really? Right. 
that's just who I am. And I think a lot of parents feel that way because it is such, it's like, we all know you get one shot at this and you really want to do it right. Mm -hmm. But it, I'll, I'm not going to lie. It'd be so much easier if I just was like, you go to school there. Good luck. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. and I, oh my gosh, sometimes I, I, I know that sometimes parenting that way, I, I find myself sometimes, and I just call it lazy parenting where I just go, yeah, well, anything that's that we can up make, to you. Anything we can make black and white, like this is just the way it's going to be. I love that. I it, want, I, it's in, just not, it's not, you can't apply something that's black and white to a complex creature. Is I that mean, my OCD no right there where I just go, I just want it to be clean and tight and put away. Yes. I yeah. think we all do. Yeah. I heard somebody say once, uh. Uh, what is it that life is suffering? Who's that guy? Like, didn't Buddha say that? Yes. And, and Ben Lee. <laughs> ben Lee said that. Uh, just so you know, everybody joking. I knew that Buddha did say that. Because if life is, yeah, life is suffering. And what can you do? And you're just this little, little teeny thing in the sea of life swirling around. Either hold on or go with the flow. Hey, I uh, want to thank everyone uh, once again for taking the time to listen to our show. I hope we touched enough on these education questions um, that you guys have been sending to us. Uh, I know that in the future, we will be doing a show dedicated to you got a, a, a teenager, they're a junior, and they're getting ready to go to college. Right. We're having... Coming up soon. Yeah. Basically, uh, we're going to do a show dedicated to that whole college process. And um, I think for fun too, um, I'd love to get in a junior, a, a, a kid to yes. come in here and go, Hey man, we talk about you all the time and you're a real teenager and you're not my kid and you're not Aeneas. Like, what is it like out there? It'd yeah. almost be like talking to someone in the mob, like, dude, what's like going undercover? Because yeah. I think it'd be important for all the parents to really feel what, what, a, what a teenager feels like yep. on this journey that, that we're all setting up for them. But how are you actually feeling this journey? What do you think happens after college? What are kids saying to each other? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that would be great. It'll be rad parenting going undercover. Go, going to the source. Yeah. Man, I had a lot of coffee today. Yeah. <laughs> Did I talk too fast? <laughs> no. Are you sure? I can't tell. Okay. I'm I just used to it. Was the rant in the middle okay? It was good. Okay. I, I think just it felt, was good. I, yeah, yeah, and I think this is just a, a starting place for a really great conversation. And I would love to have like feedback on this through email. And we can you know dive in further to certain threads that we've just touched on today. Because I think it's a really potent topic that a lot of parents struggle with from the time their kids are really little because we all, want to get it right yeah and all i wanted to do was uh give everyone a broad stroke of where we both are at as parents which i feel is pretty similar to everyone out there and, and just kind of let you guys know where we came from and then so that when we do have someone come in whether it's to talk about college admissions and getting through that that yeah. it, it will have all perspectives well and i think that for, you know for me i'm in a really good place because after that struggle and sort of facing my own stuff with my older daughter how'd I mean, that end up oh my where gosh. is she now she so she's back in la okay she's in the um scholars program at pcc which is a local community college so that she keeps my big thing with her has been just keep doors open like make choices that keep other choices available. And so she's in the scholars program. It will allow her to go to a UC if she wants to continue down that path. But she's an artist. And so she's also carved out time by creating a schedule that's not so uh, academic heavy that she's doing tons of painting and we're in the process of getting a website set up so that she can just really dive into that part of her strength and who she is as a person. And it's really beautiful to see her 
what what if what a person does when they have again safe guidelines and support with space to explore and figure out who they are. When I met her at the stand up for girls event that you did, mm. she was amazing, and I was like, wow, there she. Yeah. I felt like I was meeting like a like a like a rock star because I've heard so much about her, and then there <laughs> she was. I was like, whoa, she's check, really extraordinary. Check her out. Yeah. All right, uh, any events coming up for you? Uh, uh, yes, September. Yes, through September October seventeenth, we have our first ever real woman workshop for moms of girls. Um, it's going to be amazing. Dr. Patricia, who we're going to have on the show, will be there. And we're just going to be talking about tons of stuff that are going to help. September 17th. And Saturday, where is that? In Silver Lake. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can go to uh, realgirlprograms.com to register. It's going to be an intimate event that's really dedicated to giving moms of girls understanding language and tools to just be a rock star mom and get through the adolescent years. Hey, and if you want to see me do uh, stand up and be the funny guy that I am, you can come and see me September 29th in wonderful Phoenix. I know we have listeners in Phoenix. Come to see me in Phoenix. I will be at the Film Bar uh, September 29th, 8 p.m. It'll be an amazing show. Uh, great lineup of comics. I am headlining so you get a full dose of me. Of Joseph. Of Joseph, 100%. And you can check that out once again. Film Bar, September 29th in wonderful Phoenix. With that said, Anea and myself, Joseph, we are out of here. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week with a new show. Uh, with that said, you ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Late!